Battlefront 2 was the perfect game. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, episode 22. It is a big week here. We're going to be talking about PAX Australia and how we went there last weekend, just gone, and much more, including PS5 details. This episode, I'm joined by Kieran. Hello. Jordan, as usual. Hola. And Dylan. What's up? who ventured to Melbourne for the first time on the weekend for PAX and is now back in WA. Yeah, mate. Travelled. How's your trip to Melbourne? To and from. Minus uh, PAX. Lovely. Had a brilliant housemate in yourself that took a oh, no, prime, ca- prime care of me. Uh, but yeah, had, yeah a, had a lovely time. Good fun. Yeah? What that was, was the highlight? PAX. Well, highlight minus PAX or? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Minus PAX. You know, uh, next time you come back to Melbourne with your, with uh, Claire. Yeah, mate. What are you going to show her first that let I let showed me, you? Let, let me think. <laughs> if, yes. if I was going off Pax my Pinch. highlight. All right, Jordan, you go. Go, go. Pa- Pax Pox. Um, oh. Yeah, no, nah, <clears throat> she can't. Yeah, I don't think she'll want to get sick, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I do feel a bit off. I don't, I, I'm just joking that it's Pax Pox, but, you know, it could be. But um, it's funny that you mentioned, like, asking me what my favourite thing was because... When she comes to Melbourne with me, we're going to have to sit down and watch the John Wick trilogy, because that was probably that was probably one of the greatest things that that was you know other than packs that we did. We watched all three yeah, John yeah, Wick movies, having never that, seen a John so Wick film. It's, it's either that or oh. or what? No, you go. I was going to say like if you're talking about the the best things you did in Melbourne, it's either watch the John Wick trilogy with her or she comes here and makes out with me. Ooh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Both wins, well, mate. Both uh, wins. I, I do have so to for ask. Context. But you ask the question first. I do have to ask did, uh, did he actually the live action Punisher? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I showed him the live action John Wick, though. <laughs> yeah, mate. Good. Um, yeah, so for context, Dylan had never seen the John Wick trilogy before, which was, I was just shocked. Couldn't believe it. Yep. Damn it! Why do you uh, have to make me the odd one out now? You haven't seen it? No. Oh no. Do we, I'm not gonna have to fly down now so I can watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three day trip at Zach's house. I mean, yeah. I even went and bought the third one so we could complete the trilogy. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Nice. All right. So uh, for those that have seen the trilogy, uh, including now Dylan, how do you rank the uh, John Wick films? I haven't Ooh. seen the third one yet. Oh, really? Yeah, we had this discussion. So we're the, only, we're the only, we're the only I two. Now. I was thinking of um, other Kieran, because we were chatting about that as well. Mm. Oh, who but, just um, wrote The Visit? Oh. We did also mention The Visit no. when I was there. <clears throat> we did. We did. Uh, all right, well, did you prefer two or one, Kieran? Uh, I think what I was saying when we were talking about it before, I, I preferred two mm. because that's when they obviously just realized they had something on the, on their hands and started to try and explore the, the lore a little bit more and flesh it out, which was cool. 
and obviously they up the up the ante with like the the fight scenes and shit as well. With the, with Dylan, the kills. your pick of the three? Um, well, I, when you initially asked me the other day, I said one because of the simplicity of it, and it's just you know like a, a short, succinct, you know, to the point sort of film. Um, mm. But the more I think about it, I do think I like two more because like same same with what Kieran said, it kind of just expands and you know like doubles down on what the first movie was. But um, yeah. I did also like three a decent amount as well because you know that just get that just goes even deeper to be honest. So he answers all of them. Basically, uh, I love all of them. No, I'd say I'd say <laughs> I'd, I'd say two. I'll lock in two. Okay. Yeah, I think two is my favorite still. Love three, but love two. Yeah. Love one too. We just okay. love all of them, mate. They're all good. We do. We do. Uh, what else did we do? Went to Big Chadson. Yep. You bought you bought Guitar Hero Life for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> Ultimate get. Ultimate get. And um, also bought Wolfenstein Youngblood because I need to play that trash. And then, you and know... I got, I got the I Occupation. It. Yes, which I reviewed and... Very exciting. Told you to get. And What we also did was uh, very exciting for you. It was on Sunday night. We played Pass Cure. I showed... Uh, oh, we waited, did like, you? Oh, how, <laughs> yeah. how nice. <laughs> We waited like an hour for it to download as well. So while so while we were waiting for it to download, I um I was telling Dylan the story about how the developer basically blamed me for the studio shutting down. <laughs> you know what else? In Twitter, him play. in Twitter should, DMs. How should have made him uh, play Alakine's gun? Oh, I didn't have the Xbox downstairs, but I yeah, because we went have. we went through Zach's entire PSN digital library trying to find the grossest games to play. And we decided past cure was uh, oh no there was definitely a lot of them so we went through like the the top five worst games of last year um, according to I can't remember what website it was um, Zach was using it Metacritic oh Meta, so it was Metacritic um, not hmm. even OpenCritic oh. no nah, mate uh, Zach reviewed I don't know if they do articles like that Zach reviewed three of the five worst games of last year how good fuck yeah so um, oh, was that last we, year or the year before I think it might have been last year or the year anyway, before yeah. but you you review a lot of trash that you seem to I revel in but oh, I love it past um, was horrible yeah it was horrible it was not worth like the like the hour download yeah what a way to wait ruin our last night yeah <laughs> devastating <laughs> you know what and we also ate a lot of salami mate I'm still going through that salami oh yeah who would have thought <laughs> maybe that much that's salami why you're, uh, too much maybe that's why you're sitting on the uh, throne all yeah. day mate but bound up from all the all the salami, all the like the four the four pizzas oh. we ate in five days. <laughs> yeah, good. got a lot of pizza. Yeah, good though, isn't it? I made a good oh, it was pizza. Oh, Yeah, and and we drank a lot of beer, and it was a great time. Good and the f- First thing I had when I got home today for lunch was the salad because I just <laughs> feel like pure death. <laughs> but yeah, all right, good to be back. So. Even though we had packs, has anybody played anything? I think Jordan, you went away for the weekend or for the yes. week or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. What did Jordan do? Come on, spill the beans. I went and saw yeah. an anime movie. So, well, and that took that took a week or? I just ended up staying for a little while because it was like <laughs> nice to get out of the house. Oh, okay, fair enough. Lovely. Um, <clears throat> you went to Canberra, yeah? Yes. Did you drive? 
No, you don't drive, do you? No. Train? How long? So, shout out to Michael Pace, my cousin here. He made the trip up and we stayed here for a little bit. And then uh, we went back down, watched a movie, played Destiny, and then we made our way back up. Yeah, it was a a good time. So, when you say you made your way back up, is so he drove to Sydney? Yes. And then back to Canberra? Yes. Badass. Yeah. What a guy. How long is the drive? What, about four hours? No, two and a half, really. Uh-huh. Two and a half, maybe three. Maybe three. Nice. Two, two and a half the, if you have What a was the trip. highlight of the of the road trip? Uh, our weed anime concepts, nice. which I'm not going to discuss here because they probably should not be recorded. No. No. They shouldn't. Uh, and what? So, which film did you go see? Uh, it's called Rascal Does Not Dream of Dreaming Girl. We spoke about this last week about how bizarre the name was. Oh, yes. I did too. Yes. How was it? it? It was really good. It's a it's a continuation of a series, yeah. uh, and because the writer wants to eventually continue with it, who knows when? Uh, it does have kind of an open ending, but outside of that, yeah, it's really well paced. Uh, you know, the characters are well written and everything. It goes a bit wanky at the end with time travel shit, but outside of that, it's like it was a really good, really good film. And how many this- uh, John Wick? Headshots out of ten, would you give it? Sixty-nine. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah, it was good. Alright, so you've been playing Destiny. Did you got you went did you do the raid? Yeah, I actually beat it last night. Nice. How was it? It was good fun. It was actually the first time since the very first Destiny raid where the team that I've been doing it with was mm-hmm. working out the mechanics. And that was a lot of fun. It was fun to what do you just mean? like well, because, um, you know, all the raids since mm-hmm. the first Destiny DLC up to uh, well, this DLC, really, everyone that I've done it with, they've already done the raid before, so they know all the mechanics, uh. so they looked at it before, where <clears> this time, everyone is going in blind, so we had to work out everything and figure out strategies. It was a lot of fun. Uh, where does it nice. rank in the, in, in the raids? Is it the best raid? Ooh. No, no, I would probably say the best raid was the Forsaken one. It's a good raid. My only issue with it is uh, it, it's hard to explain right now, but a lot of the core mechanics for each encounter, mm. um, they build up and then they're all put into one encounter with the final boss. So you're familiar with all the mechanics, which is yeah. cool that the, you know the entire raid is training you for this one moment. But at the same time, it kind of dulls down the replay value of it. Whereas with the Last Wish raid, which is the Forsaken one, each encounter was unique. So it meant that like there were some uh, elements of design from each encounter that made their way to others. But it wasn't just, you know, you're adding on to it. It was just each encounter felt like a completely unique thing. Okay. Yeah, I definitely love to get back into Destiny. As I think, I think we all said last week, but just no time, mate. No time for that. Which is a shame. Which is a shame. Uh, all right. So, is it better than Raid World War Two? Ooh, that's a tough one because uh, pretty much everything is. Uh, <laughs> so yes. Nice. Okay. Uh, have you played anything else, or just uh, just a bit of Destiny Two? I've uh, just been smashing out Destiny Two, really. No Warframe. No Warframe. No Monster Hunter. Both no Monster on Hunter. 3DS and PC. And Switch. And Switch. 
Uh, but no, no, no Monster Hunter. I almost did it actually, uh, but then my friends are like, "Hey, do you want to help us in the uh, the competitive side of Destiny?" I was like, oh, "Okay." Nice, cool. Has uh, anybody who went to PAX, so Dylan and Karen and I, played anything that's not PAX related? Yes. And it's not for review. I should mention as well. Also, yes. Yeah, uh, Dylan played Past Cure. <laughs> uh no not i'm not including that but uh yeah there are a couple of things i can ch- chat about if you want me to all right give us a give us a quick wrap up so um took my switch with me to your house on the trip expecting um to play it at City some City. point uh oh yeah we did play that at the at the bar for a little bit for like two minutes until you got bored and turned it off um <laughs> but i'm not gonna i'm not counting that either um, first time I first time I actually played my Switch was yesterday night on the plane home. So um, yeah. I played played a bit of. Um, I just kind of wanted something simple to you know cap off the trip because I thought I was going to get in flight Wi-Fi on the way home and they they shafted mm-hmm. me didn't have any. So I'm like oh, okay well I guess I'm I'm only gonna you know my only real option of entertainment here is my Switch. Who who so, who'd you go with? Uh, put them on blast here. Uh, Virgin Airlines. But they, they they were great on the way there. They were like had the Wi-Fi cranking. Talking to How Zach, was the RC? Uh, RC was good. Didn't yeah. um, didn't need to get up and you know uh, take a slash as many times as I thought I might have. So probably could have, should have just went the exit rows for the league room. But you live, you learn. Um, anyhow, <laughs> um, I was playing um, a little bit of. I think I probably played about two worlds of um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I've been meaning to to get back to that and play that. Um, the thing about those games that I like is that they're they're somewhat hard on occasion, um, which is good for a Nintendo platformer to actually give you a little bit of challenge. Um, after that, played a little bit of the SNES games on the collection. So I played um, A Link to the Past, which I actually haven't played a decent amount of before, which is such a travesty considering. I'm a Zelda person, but uh, I got through to the, I don't know what they're called in this game. I forgot, but like this, the, fir- the spiritual stone equivalents from Ocarina of Time. I got the, I got the first one and, I, and then I, I turned that off. At, so I've at least made more progress than I ever have before. And nice. um, to cap off the flight, they played two worlds of uh, Yoshi's Island. And that's basically it. Um, Can I just say, one. you've always described to me that you're a bigger Zelda fan than I am, but I'm pretty sure I've played more Zelda games than you. Um, yeah, I'm wow. a bit, I'm a bit, yeah, no, I, I probably deserve to be on blast for being a, a big Zelda fan because <laughs> I played, I've played half of Breath of the Wild. I didn't finish Skyward Sword because I didn't like it. And other than that, if you think about it, there's probably been like, what, not that many like Zelda games in that period of time. Uh, I think the last Zelda game I probably beat was Twilight Princess. So probably deserve to be put on blast, but, um. I do like what I played of A Link to the Past so far, but that's all I've played this week, which all happened to happen, yeah, last night. That's it nice. for me. Yep. Did, did, did the Switch last the whole time? Uh, yeah, I think I only played it for probably about two hours of the of the four-hour flight. I listened to some podcasts on my phone that I had downloaded beforehand and just, like, you know, kicked back. But I think when I got off the flight, it was, like, still around 80%. 70% maybe, which was nice. surprising considering I have the old model that dies in like 35 minutes. 
but yeah, quite happy. No uh, Joy-Con drift? No, but I probably don't play on with the Joy-Cons enough to get that. <laughs> More of a docked man myself with the Pro Controller. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yep. So only way to go. Uh, Alright, is that all that you've been playing? Yeah, that's it. I didn't really get to play much between leaving leaving to, to, to come to Melbourne and, and obviously coming back. So, yeah, How many copies I, have you I had? Um, three. Ooh, a bit of the low side. So, how was Melbourne? What did you think of the Melbourne coffee? Um, it was good. I probably didn't have enough. I probably didn't go to enough places to formulate like a, a great opinion. But um, where, where we went on the first morning before packs kind of set me off on the wrong foot. I was <laughs> like, oh no, what is this? What they're all lying to me. Um, but no, I'd say say I was quite happy with it in the end. Did did you go to Starbucks? No, I I was joking with you that I'd get a, a pumpkin spice latte on the way out, but I um to be honest I was so bloated and felt so gross that I didn't bother. I just got on the got on the sky bus and left. But um, yeah, sad ending. But you know, that's all right. Kieran, have you been playing anything that's not uh, related to packs or review? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I have. Mm. Yeah, no, I, can't, I don't think I have. I can't either. say that I have. I did start the mystery of Woolly Mountain last week, but um, I've forgotten like what it was like because I only played like half an hour. So we'll talk about that next week. Nice. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, the actual discussions. Um, you have been playing Luigi's Mansion 3, and I we have. can talk very briefly about it because the preview embargo has dropped. Yes, it has. So what can you tell us? Uh, well, I mean, not a, a hell of a lot at this point. I've played, uh, I've played far enough into it to... I'm pretty sure that I've got sort of all of Luigi's core moves and stuff now. So I've played through, like, the tutorial area and, like, the next couple of floors after that because the whole thing's set in a like a haunted hotel so that your progression through the game basically goes up and up in floors um so i've i've, I've just got to a point where I've, i have access to guiji which if you see any of the previews or trailers or whatever it's basically just like a a goo version of luigi that works alongside luigi to solve puzzles and stuff and that's um that's that's been a pretty cool mechanic so far even in the early stages um have any of you guys played the like the previous luigi's mansion games Yes, I played all. I played one like religiously mm. as a, as a kid, mm. and reviewed reviewed the three DS version of one. Oh, there we go. But only pl- only played about three hours of two. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, I played like twenty minutes of one. Cool. All right. Um, I assume I assume Zach hasn't played any of them. I have not played. No, I'd he say doesn't play good cool. games. <laughs> Thank you for asking though. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, like nothing much has really changed from the previous ones. You're still sort of playing through these levels that are from a fixed perspective and you're using your poltergust, which is your ghost sucking vacuum to suck up ghosts, but also interact with the environment and, and make shit fall apart. And yeah, it's, um, probably the, the most obvious thing about it so far is it's, it's a really, really, really good looking game. Uh, they've, you are. Thank you. Um, 
because I guess because the the field of view is, is so much smaller than like a traditional Nintendo platformer, they've just put like crazy amounts of detail into everything, especially all the animations. Um, and Luigi is probably the most energetically animated, you know, character that I've seen in a game ever. Um, all his all his little reactions to things and all of the little, you know like little nervous ticks and and stuff that he has when when weird spooky shit's going on um it's very 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 cool awesome yeah is it uh living up because you were quite hyped for it so, so far would you say it's meeting expectations uh yeah yeah definitely so far um nice yeah i can't you know obviously vouch to how that holds up for the rest of the game yet that'll have to wait for my review um but yeah i'm loving it awesome you know that's that that's a pack. Never mind that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Dylan, you weren't doing anything for review. Oh, you did Indivisible. That's I did right. Indivisible right. last week. Yeah, yeah, which we already spoke about. And we published that, and we can confirm that it wasn't eight. An it eight wasn't eight, indeed. Yep. <laughs> no, 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 no problems whatsoever. Nice. Yeah. So what you're saying uh, is right, the, so I... the podcast was a spoiler in that yes. regard, basically. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, my <laughs> um, last week when we finished recording a few hours after that uh, a huge bunch of um, information for the PS5 uh, well the now known to be called a PS5 was released uh, Sony did another huge write up uh, with Wired again which I think is who they did the first one with yep. um, yeah and they Dumped a lot of info mm. out. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure most of you have probably read some of it or read it on other sites and stuff like that. Uh, so I guess we'll talk briefly about it. Um, is anyone surprised that it's called PS5? Yeah, I'm shocked. I thought it was going to be PS6. I thought you might. I, yeah, I thought it was going to be 4.5. <laughs> Actually, truth be told, I thought we going to call it Xbox 2. Nice. Yeah, what will Xbox do at that point? Checkmate, PlayStation. <laughs> Still their name. Yeah, so yeah, I guess we all kind of expected that. Yeah. Um, it's going to come at the end of next year during the sales period. Uh, oh, sales, sales period. The <laughs> holiday time. period. I skipped the, one of the first words there. Uh, in 2020, so I mean, the last two... PlayStation's come in November, have they? I know that PS4 and the Xbox did. I think PS3 was. I think, it, yeah. From memory, it was around then. Yeah, so you'd assume it's going to be probably November-ish uh, release. Mm. Um, just very quickly, who's going to buy it day one? I'll cop. For sure. Mm. I mean, I can't wait to, you know, review release titles such as The Crew 3. So, knack <laughs> three, yeah, knack three as um, well. So, I'll probably go- get it if nothing mm. else, just to nerd out over the tech it uses. Well, um, the reason I wanted to ask you just before, uh, before I ask this next question is, do you think price matters? Like, if it's like what what price do you think they're gonna because you know the PS4 was yeah. what 500? It was 550, I think, 550, yeah, 550. To, yeah. 550. I actually was having this discussion with someone a couple of days ago, um, mm. and I I I'm 
pretty certain that it's going to be more expensive than than the last gen. A yeah. a based on so like five fifty one. Like obviously based on the spec, like you'd, you'd expect, you kind of expect it. But I think the thing for me that makes sense is that um, last gen, so the PS4, it was, you know, a whole refresh of the same system of the system again. So you know, everything for your, your PS3 didn't work with the PS4, and they were also yeah. trying to, I guess, make up a little bit of of goodwill from from the PS3 as well because not everyone was into that. So I think you know, launching that at a at a price point like 550 made a lot of sense but now you've got you know two generations of ps4 consoles on the market you've it's it's going to be you know backwards compatible and stuff with the ps5 it's like i think they can probably justify asking people for a little bit more because they know that they can stick around on the ps4 a little bit longer yeah, yeah. and it's got you know the ssd and stuff that we'll talk about yeah yeah um, obviously you can back up you know a jump in price with the features as well what do you um if you if you had to have an early stab in the dark, what do you reckon? I I wouldn't six fifty. I wouldn't be surprised at seven hundred to seven fifty. Yeah, even. That, yeah, they haven't specified the size of the SSD yet. Though, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, that's going to be the the interesting one, especially yeah. if the game well, is shipping on one hundred gig Blu-rays. If yeah. if they stick with the five hundred gig for some stupid reason, they won't. Probably wouldn't be too expensive, but. If they go any, if they go to like one terabyte, two terabyte, it'll get expensive real quick. It'll have to be one. Yeah, well, but that's even a one terabyte's not even, not going to hold ten games. But there's a little bit of like a, I guess, stuff to talk about with that as well with the installation. But would of it, games would would a two terabyte SSD not be like horrifically expensive? I mean, not in, like you, you're not talking retail prices, obviously, because they're buying yeah, them. They never do yeah, retail yeah, prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and from what I can tell, they're custom in yeah. some ways so they, yeah. you know, they're going to be built with only the parts needed for only the materials needed for, for this one part so I mean they're obviously not going to jump up too much in price but and SSDs yeah, are getting cheap going to make is that you know you spend like yeah, both you and I have a Surface Kieran mm. and, and Jordan you might I think you have a MacBook here like a, yeah I do um, you know you buy a machine like that you know, the one the one I've got was is a uh, was two and a half grand um, mm. price, and that only comes with two two fifty six mm. gig of storage. Um, you know, and we're potentially looking at maybe four times the price of the PS five. Yeah, there. we've come we've come a long way since that though. Like my like, but the, even the, the, new P, the PC I'm still... building at the moment, my one terabyte SSD costs no, my five hundred gig SSD costs like ninety bucks. Oh, is that all? Yeah, and that's like oh, okay. a consumer level part. So, you know, does it not does also? It SST? Oh, I don't know how. Like, Jordan would know, but like the um, the like the NVMe SSDs and stuff like that. Jordan, is that what, what thing? about them? Like, are they not like? Is it possible that it's not that type? Of, it's not going to be that type of SSD. Well, with the type of speed that they're boasting about. The only reasonable solution would be an NVMe, and those yeah, okay. can get pretty expensive. That's what I mean. That's my concern with like you know if there's t- going to be what, two terabytes of space in there with an NVMe, that'd be I'd say decently expensive. You know, I will minus say, obviously it's going to be a bit stuff. nerdy here, but an interesting point with them using SSDs is SSDs are really good for operations, but when you rewrite heaps on them, they start to fail a lot sooner than hard drives do. So it means that the consoles may not actually last as long as previous hardware normally does. Mm. Right. Hmm. Mm. Do, you, do you reckon there's a chance they 
could launch with like multiple storages. Like you, know, you might have like a 500 gig one and then let's say a two terabyte one. You could. Maybe. What I'd like to see is given how open uh, Sony have been with replacing the hard drive in the PlayStation uh, this generation, it'd be cool if they left like the slots to put other hard or other SSDs into the PS5. So instead like of having raid, things... Like a RAID thing. Yeah. Almost like a RAID setup. Or, yeah. Or just like uh, enclosures and it would basically behave as just having another... I guess uh, I guess the tricky thing with that is if this SSD really is as good as they're touting, then the games are going to be designed to utilize that. And if you're mm. putting in anything else, it's going to, you know, not work, or not work as intended. So yeah, they've uh, they've boasted about as uh, you said, the SSD is going to be super fast and have super quick installs and all that jazz, which is super cool for because uh, old hard drives are. You know, who wants five minute Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 loading times, mate? Nobody. Um, they're also. Minutes, I don't want to be playing that game at all. <laughs> they're also doing uh, ray tracing. Um, mm. And Jordan can probably talk a bit more about this because. Unless you can't. Yeah, this um, one is a bit of an interesting one. I wasn't expecting ray tracing. And if I was expecting it, I was expecting it to be software bound because that's what AMD have been doing for their ray tracing mm. solution. I'm not sure what they're going to do with hardware-based ray tracing. I have a feeling most of the implementations of seeing this technology would be in exclusives and not in multi-platform games. So for the nuffies like me, when you say ray tracing is hardware-based what uh, and like not software-based, like what do you mean by that? Like, like what does okay, that mean? Okay, so hardware-based ray tracing, the easy way to put it is to look at the way it's done on PCs right now with the RTX mm-hmm. cards. So... Uh, it is reliant on a specific uh, component in the graphics processing unit to do all the mm-hmm. calculations necessary to output a video signal that is uh, reminiscent or shows what ray tracing actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, cost of that, though, is as seen with RTX cards, is those specific uh, components often can't keep up with the speed of most uh, GPUs in general. So when you activate those hardware uh, things, when, when they become activated, like the RT cores and stuff, those graphics cards often become bottlenecked. So you pay $2,000 for a card that'll perform the same as, you know, a $1,000 card. So it's interesting that they've done hardware because unless they balance it perfectly, it's probably going to be a bottleneck. So you reckon, so is software better? Is that what you're saying? Software is more scalable. So okay. it means it'll it'll work better across a different uh like different models. So uh you know, mm. say you have a weaker a weaker GPU, say like the PS5 GPU, uh the software ray tracing can account for that more easily and then scale all the way up to the higher end AMD GPUs. Okay. Sweet. Um the other thing that they revealed in this article is that game installations, uh, you'll have more control. Um, so, I think that what they what they say in this in the in the wired exclusive is that if you want to install just a single player, you can just do that, and then mm. you can save the the multiplayer for later, um, which is which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, and like they're probably going to need to do a lot of that again, like going back to that hard drive, even if that is say one, one terabyte. That's like ten games, at yeah. best. 
so being able to just install parts of a game would be handy i wonder if they're going to let people do anything like say you're playing through a platformer or something like delete levels you've already played because it like that'd, it, that'd be interesting the implication there is that you, can, you there might be that kind of like really granular control over installations and stuff so um hmm. yeah it'd be interesting to see how what happens and how developers utilize that um physical games are still going to be here so we're not going to an all digital future thank god um but they're going to ship on yeah 100 gigabyte uh discs and it, it will do 4k blu-ray movies this time around because yeah. the pro the pro didn't did it no the pro didn't but the one x did and the um, s i believe as well oh it? yeah and and the s did um how big is the blu-ray now was well, a 40 I think Blu-rays are 60 gigs now. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I think they. Uh, one of the things from a couple of weeks ago is that Last of Us 2 is apparently going to be shipping on two Blu-rays, which is mm. interesting. Oh, it's 200 uh, gigs. <laughs> the other big... Um, uh, probably, the, probably the biggest news to come out of uh, the article, well, sort of, I, I guess, is that there's a new controller, uh, which we all assumed because you know they uh, tend to do that but it's going to feature USB-C yeah um, very better good battery thank god for that uh, but the cool part is the haptic feedback um, which Kira I'm not sure if you read too much into this at all um, I've joined the rumble yeah well they're <laughs> pretty much they getting yeah, rid just... of um, hang on let me just what was it they're sort of I'll read I'll read here what the article says it also boasts haptic feedback, far more capable than the Rumble motor console games are u- console gamers are used to, with highly programmable voice coil actuators. I don't. I think I, sp- I think I fucked up that actuators. word. Actuators, yeah, you did. Actuators, mate. <laughs> actuators. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm so good these at English. These these coil acupunctures. What do they do? <laughs> uh, they're located in the left and right grips of the controller. Um, and combined with an improved speaker on the control, the haptics can enable some astonishing effects. First, I play through a series. This is obviously reading direct from the article. Uh, first, I play through a series of short demos courtesy of the same Japan studio team that designed PSVR's Astrobot Rescue Mission. In nice. the most, in the most impressive, I ran a character through a platform level featuring a number of different surfaces, all of which gave distinct and surprisingly immersive tactile experiences. Sand felt slow and soggy. Mud felt slow and soggy. On ice, a high-frequency response made the thumbsticks really feel like my character was gliding. So yeah, I guess they, it's going to yeah feel a lot more. The controller will feel a lot more immersive than I guess what we're used to. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and I guess USB-C is kind of cool because um, I think micro USB is a bit bit dog. Getting a bit on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we we didn't get any footage or any visuals of the controller or of the. Um, Control of uh, the console. That's because the controller uh, can use some acupuncture. <laughs> the the interesting thing about that article is that they said the prototype controller that they were using was matte black, and I really hope that that stays because I would love a matte black controller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about fine. Fuck you, I guess. Yeah. Don't no. say convinced. No, well, I'm I'm convinced. I do love matte black, but I also love teal. You also and love past cure, so you can't be trusted. Don't love past cure, mate. Get that <laughs> out of my face. Um, I would love if, if they did like a special launch edition controller that's the same color as that um, 20th anniversary one. 
That's just yeah, me. Get the old, get the old well-played blue. How do you? How do you? Live on, God. live on podcast. Hurt me like that. Sorry, uh, yeah, so that's basically the PS5. There's a lot more information than what we've gone over, but we'll um, sort of drag it out. We'll, uh, you can you can check that out at wired.com. We also have a, a smaller scale wrap-up of it up on the website. You can check out. Uh, moving on, we'll go to our probably our main discussion for the evening. Is obviously going to be PAX Australia 2019. Mm. Um Jordan, unfortunately, you went there this year. Uh, I'll just mute myself. Yeah, so uh, you can listen to all the good fun that we have. Um, but you did get to go watch Raspberry's anime or whatever it was. You, you went, that you is went. exactly <laughs> what I watched, Raspberry's anime. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dylan, Kieran, and other Kieran, K- KS, uh, came. we ventured into PAX Australia this previous weekend uh, on Friday, Saturday, Kieran went, uh, KV here went on Sunday. Uh, we did a lot of cool stuff. We had some cool interviews, which we got this week. Probably actually probably already before this comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. We'll start very um, simply. What was your... Uh, actually, no, we won't. We'll go, what what some of the things that, that we played before we go into what, what we loved. Um, so on Friday, it was just Kieran, KV here, and Dylan and I um, went in. And the doors on the Friday, the doors uh, open for media an hour early before the plebs. I, I mean the general public, sorry. And um, <laughs> the general public. <laughs> so yeah, uh, basically we were standing outside where where the media can get in, and we were sort of chatting with some people who we knew um, around us. So shout out to Pop Culturists and Explosion Network, Dash Culture, I think were there as well. Uh, so shout out to those blokes. All, like everyone, everyone that we were chatting to were basically once the doors open, they were basically going straight to Final Fantasy Seven. Yep. So that's except exactly me. what we did, except for you. Yep. Except <laughs> for me, I went straight to Sniper Ghost Warrior contracts. Get around me, and <laughs> really I was did. there. I was. I was did. playing it. I was playing it for for about forty minutes, and I reckon every single person was at that Sony booth trying to get into Final Fantasy or playing a Nintendo game because yeah. nobody else. Came over to play Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts, mate. I no. mean, th- their loss. But we'll uh, talk about that soon. Yeah, How so, was Final Fantasy? Ooh. I also just Final wanted to Fantasy. say you, you appeared. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to derail it. I just wanted to point out that you appeared in the pop culture's video playing Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. I'm yeah. in the, you know, I'm there for a half a second with my mate Adam Chan. Shout out to Adam Chan. Love his work. Love his support. And um, yeah, it's a good time. So. You guys went straight to Final Fantasy. Yes. We love it. I know that Kieran's been very keen. I assume it's going to feature in what you loved. So should we hold off? Uh, Yeah, unless Dylan has anything to say about Uh, it. I mean, I will mention it there as well. Uh, No, mate. Don't do it, right? Calm down. No. Um, I just wanted to point out the thing of beauty that me and um, and Kieran finish the demo oh, at the same yeah. time in like this glorious yeah. like synchronicity of, of the game ending and then just taking your headsets um, off and being like this is glorious did you see each other's vinegar strokes oh mate everything we all got we got it off there was no one there to see it mate it was the first it was the media hour we so can do there was no one there to see it did it actually happen yeah well see I wasn't there to to prove that that's to for prove me, that. that's for me to witness that. to know 
Well, we did the walk mm. of shame and appeared on the pop culturalist video afterwards. <laughs> yeah, <we did. laughs> so you you know yeah. you never know. But yeah, so yeah, good, I good think fun. yeah. So from that we went. I mean, actually, you know what? We just may as well go what we played and then yeah, boy. If if, if we if, if we, we loved, loved it, it, then we'll just talk about it. Otherwise, it gets too confusing. Okay. So you guys loved uh, Slubber fucking fantasy <laughs> warrior final seven. fantasy mate uh, uh you like you love final fantasy it was good seven? it was real good yeah i know real, that you've been good. keen for it I yeah mean, you, you seem you seem to be keen for everything that we're talking about but yeah did this did this blow you away were you like this is fucking awesome Look, and it, like the demo the demo was uh obviously you know it's the same demo that we've seen come up at, at trade other trade shows like e3 and stuff and the same demo that uh, there's there's plenty of, of gameplay footage of on the internet already, but it but was playing. It's different. It was it was very validating to play it. And, yeah. Uh, it kind of put into perspective that this is actually now a real thing that's actually coming out. Uh, Do you know if and... it's um episodic or not? Like, did we ever? <sighs> it is. This, was it ever a quick it, clarification on that? It's based. Their stance is basically that it's not it's not so much episodic as they're they're splitting it up into multiple games. So there will be a sequel to this game, and then hopefully another right. sequel after that. Yeah. There's there's no telling how many, but so they're basically like, will just... it go into like Final Fantasy two, Final Fantasy two two, Final Fantasy two two two? Yeah, yeah. so it'll be like seven point yeah. two, seven two, seven three. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Seven point eight, a, fa- a fragmentary passage. But yeah, like if you look at it, like say like a Lord of the Rings trilogy, you know what I mean? It's one story, but in 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 many parts. So. That's I think that's just so like every it. trilogy. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Or no, but like <laughs> not all trilogies. No, no, Don't that's make not true. Because <laughs> I was about to say that. No, because other other movie trilogies have you know self-contained stories. I'm tell, I'm talking like one big journey. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, it's yeah, it's just like it feels really really good to play, and it's it's hard to have known that before actually getting my hands on it. So. That's, it was very exciting and it's very beautiful. Do you reckon? Do you reckon it played, from your opinion, better than Fifteen did in that sort of you know oh. like Kingdom Hearts is sort of way? Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. Because I asked you straight it's... away. I was like, did you like Final Fantasy Fifteen? Because that's what it, yeah. you know, kind of felt like it was a progression it's, of. It's 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 basically like it's if Fifteen was less automatic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is is the easiest way to describe it, and obviously there's a lot of added depth with being able to actually switch to the other characters on the fly and, yeah. and issue commands and stuff. So it takes it takes that that base and kind of just builds on it in a really good way, while also factoring in things that people want to reminisce about Final Fantasy VII. So yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And when's it coming out? Again? It's February or is it March? Again? February uh, March third, twenty twenty. I'm pretty sure that's the date. How many? Uh, how much leave are you gonna take? Uh, the rest of the year. Fair <laughs> enough. Because I'll still be catching up on games from this year. Yeah, true. How good was the music true. though? Yeah, man. It's yeah, so good. Just like somehow they managed to like slow it down and make it like diff, make it you know somewhat different, but still evoke the same sort of feeling you had. Yeah, yeah. With the initial absolutely. soundtrack, and obviously yeah. I can't re- I can't really be nostalgic for it, considering I like I reviewed the game on the switch port which was my first experience of final fantasy 7 mm. earlier this year but even then mm. like that music's still like iconic yeah yeah so, absolutely yeah good stuff nice well while you were doing that i was playing yeah snuff <laughs> ghost ray contracts and how long we got because i could go all night for this 
He did play for three days. That's done. That was just a running screen. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, yeah, like I'm pretty keen for it, obviously. And I I mean, yeah, like I didn't... I enjoyed number three, but, you know, it did have its issues. Mm. Enjoyed it. You played like being it, too mate. perfect. I did play... Yeah, well, mate, I played in Road Rage and I hated that game. No, I love that game. Shout out to Maximum <laughs> Games. Love it. Um, I hated that game, though. Fucking hated it. Did you play um, Controller? No, mate, I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I couldn't put myself through that. I'd rather play the Melix. All right. Actually, no, I wouldn't. Oh, no, no, too late. Too late. Um, yeah. So it's so with three, they've they went open world and they tried to go. They basically tried to do AAA without having a AAA budget um, or team, probably. And yeah, I mean that that was to its detriment. So this time in contracts, it's it's sort of more tighter, little um, maps and stuff, and on each sort of map. Um, there's like different um, like objectives so you have different contracts I guess Uh, so one in one area um, you know you have to kill old mate and then another area you got to kill different old mate and there's a bunch of other stuff that you got to you know sort of uh, minor objectives you got to complete like um, acquire some data or you know stuff like that but it's very yeah it's it's very very tactical Um, I sort of having played a fair bit of Number three, obviously, because I patented it, I was kind of like, yeah, no. Nah, if I get seen, she'll be right. You know, I'll just go in and you know be awesome, be a hero. Uh, you can't really do that in this. You know, uh, it was very tough. Like I, the first time uh, when I was trying to snipe everybody, the first shot I did, flipped it out of my ass because they've changed the way that the sniping works. And I was like, nah, mate, I, I don't need any help. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a pro. First, first one, dead eye, absolutely prime headshot and then I missed the second guy and then all of them were just swarming onto me and I was like no she'll be right wasn't right died about 10 seconds um and I kept uh yeah it was until I sort of figured out the new sniping mechanic I kept buddy there was a guy who was sort of like leaning down like laying down on a like a balcony um and I went to snipe him thinking it was going to be plumb in the head but it hit the bloody blood like one of the bars and just yeah again everyone all over me dead um, <laughs> so yeah you know i kind of had to take it a bit slow and you know be real tactical about how i approached getting um you know getting to my targets and stuff and yeah like i i really enjoyed it so comes nice. out november 22 and i mean it looks it was running on an they only had one station on, on at the alienware booth um and I mean, I've, I think it's the first time I've ever played with an Alienware. Um, but I mean, it looked it looked good. I mean, Dylan played it; he was terrible at it. But you got to say, it looked pretty good, eh? I was trying to quick scope. Nah, <laughs> nah, it, 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 um, nah, it did look it did look alright. I'll give it that. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, it I'm keen. But anyway, we we played more than those two, so let's move on quickly. Uh, we all then went went to buy Mutant, which I don't think Dylan, no, you didn't play. I didn't play. No, I watch. Yes, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't so play. big Kosh, big Kosh Media. Shout out to Kosh, Kosh Media. Our fans. Shout out to Kosh Media. They uh, they had a big booth. Um, it's their at, first booth too. Yeah, at PAX. Uh, well, it, uh, well, as, well, Kosh. As, like, I mean, in the form that they're in now. Yeah, yeah. So as Kosh, yeah, this was. I think it was the first time they've been able to have a booth. I think. Um, yeah. Because previously they were one eight point two. I think. Well, I think they still are one eight point two, but. 
anyway um yeah so they had a huge booth they had warner brothers stuff and they had uh thq stuff and i had something else i can't remember who it was i think um because i look after a bunch of different uh, codemasters they had grid yeah because so they're yeah they're sort of a distributor but not as well uh, mm. which is it's confusing anyway they had Biomutant, which is sort of what you and I were, uh, Kieran and I were very, very keen to go play. Yeah. Uh, you more than me. Uh, I mean, that was your Sniper Ghost Warrior, mate, apart from my, my Sniper Nancy. Ghost Warrior. You know, your double A gem. Yep, yep. Except he didn't uh, know it existed until Trent brought it up to him. Yes, that's that's true. And and Trent's very keen, so you got to let him know <laughs> how it went. Shout out to Trent. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, but, but so yeah, we went we went and played Biomutant and they were running on was it PS4 or Xbox? I think they were running on Xboxes, but I can't be certain because I don't Yeah, cuz they cuz they had these weird like third party controllers controller, yeah. and they were super light and they were kind of race. Um but what do you think? So you were the one who was most keen for it and you didn't play it as much as I did. You sort of pulled Pulled out, pulled out early. I did, I did, I did pull <laughs> out early because I was having too much fun. Puerto Rico yeah. pull out. <laughs> we, you know, you, you didn't want to ruin it, which I understand. Uh, yeah, I get that. I got, I got my taste. That's what I yeah. needed. So, what did you think on the on the uh, very brief that you had? I, I thought it was really cool. Like as hype as I am for it, I've also been trying to temper my expectations a little because mm. it is, it is like your your double A kind of kind of experience um so there was definitely you know a bit of that jank in there um Not that it is obviously love that you're a jank it is obviously like an early demo too so it's hard to really judge it on that but um it it definitely looks like it's shaping up to be exactly what i wanted from it which is just like this kind of open world sort of action game but very kind of loose and over the top and and you know whatever they want to put in that game they're putting in that game like they're like hey let's make it a an animal protagonist it's like hey let's make you able to make its fur whatever shape and color you want and you know oh why why not make it that your character to you know launches itself in a giant soap bubble to get around places like yeah you made a pretty sorry you keep going no you you... i was just gonna say you made a really hideous character i did yeah i did because you made me so proud that's what i love yeah, so I think you jumped in and yours, my, someone had been playing on the station, the stations were timed, so someone had been playing like what seemed quite briefly uh, mm. on the on the station that I jumped on and you were like mm. right at the start. So I sort of mm. looked over your shoulder to, to, to see how the custom uh, character creator worked. Yeah. Because uh, I had a pre-designed one already by somebody else. Was Till though, love that. Um, <laughs> you, went, you went pink, I think. You mean, yeah. you mean well played blue. Don't you do? <laughs> I went, I went pink, and like the hair was so long that my character definitely wasn't able to see or breathe. Beautiful, nice. but it was mm-hmm. it was good. It was glorious, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see how old that bill was because I mean it could have been the TVs and and that, but it definitely playing it. Um, it didn't, and we've had this conversation, probably not this exact one, but just about the release date. Like it didn't feel like a game that was going to come out this year. Like it, it's still labelled as a twenty twenty, uh, sorry twenty nineteen release date. Mm, late. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're in what the middle of October now, and there's no yeah. release date. Uh, but playing that, but like you said, it could it could be an old build, 
Uh, I mean, it's probably even like a build from Gamescom or something like that, you know, back in August yeah. or whatever, or even older, who knows. Um, yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like it's in the public demo stages, even though it was Yeah, and based on that, I, I was like, hmm, like, like, I enjoyed it. Uh, I had quite a bit of fun. Um, I wasn't, I was, I was a bit like you in, in, in terms of tempering the expectations, except mm. it was more like, am I, am I going to get this or not? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I definitely think I'll check it out because I had quite a bit of fun. At first, I didn't really know what what the fuck I was doing, but um, then you I finally figured out tutorial. That is correct. I didn't do the tutorial, but the but the Kosh Media girl there, shout out to her. She was uh, giving me a hand, and it um, helped a bit. But did uh, it play yeah, any better or <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, I was trying. You know, I was trying to to impress them, mate. You know, got impressed the uh, PR girls and the guys. Um, you know, I don't want to see seem like I don't play games, mate. Coming from a gaming outlet, <laughs> but even though I don't play games, um, but no, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, definitely mm. didn't feel like it was ready for in that in the state that we played it in. Wasn't I? I'd be shocked if it came out this year still. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't think so. No, but it's been in development for ages. It has. So it's like, how long, mate? How long does it take to build a big <laughs> fairy RPG? Yeah, fucking should be able to shit that out in a year, right? <laughs> True, correct. I got a game. I got a game. I got a game. Oh, you got a game. I got a game. Um, I, I think chronologically this happened in between Final Fantasy VII and uh, Bio Mutant. Final but what? I, Final Fantasy VII. I don't know. The coffee made me talk really fast. I'm talking really fast right now. Um, <laughs> anyhow, the um, I played Hollow Knight Silk Song. You were there with me uh, at that point. Yeah, I was there. Um, and I have come in from the perspective of someone that was told by basically everyone that's ever played that game that it's my kind of game. I haven't played a Hollow Knight. I did never play the original Hollow Knight, so I went and played Silk really? Song. What is no, wrong with you? Yeah, that surprises well, me. That's a lack of time, mate. Um, Even I, no, I played it. of course you haven't. But um, Silk Song was mint. I loved it. Um, played the the first level. Um, understood, you know, why people, you know love that sort of game and basically turned around to Kieran afterwards and was like, you know, I'm going to play this when I get back because... Mm. Um, was that at um, Nintendo booth? Yes. Yeah. So I got, I got in there during the media hour because I knew Nintendo would be pumped, like, pumped yeah. the rest of the of the weekend and it was. So um, that was basically it with, for my foray into the Nintendo booth. But yeah, good game. Loved it. Yeah, and then from, from there, we didn't really... I don't think we touched many... Of the bigger titles, do we? No, until the no. next day. Well, I mean, Karen, the first thing you did on yeah on Saturday, but we'll we'll get to that soon. Um, <clears throat> indies, I guess. Indies were sort of where it was at after that. Always on the Friday. Uh, what indies did you rate that you can remember? Uh, what? Yeah, we played. We played quite a bit. I, um, I mean, the first. I, I, I mean, the one that we played all together was the Kung Fu Kickball from Kung Fu um, Kickball. That was Dylan's good made it. Blowfish. Yeah, that that was heaps of fun. That was that's a game that I would play with with friends on the regular. I think. Yeah. Nice and simple, but just like a good concept. Yeah, um, I mean, just like, yeah, like the controls were just bad enough that it made everything fun. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like just still, off still enough, it, 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 it gets silly. 
yeah, yeah, I mean, like, was, yeah, it's tons of fun. And that's coming out. Like, uh, did you say it was out now? No, you didn't. Was no, it? nah. Next year. I don't. Yeah, yeah next, next year. year. No, I'm thinking of um, Never Give Up. Sorry. Yeah, which right. is my man. Yeah. Uh, do you know? That, and that was coming to console. Everything. Yeah, I think he said. What Kung Fu Kickball or? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, keen to get around that when it comes out next year. For sure. Um, um, yeah, well, yeah. Kieran, what else did you play that you think most you of what I most of what I played in the indies was um, was the more narrative focused stuff, which um, yeah, Dylan and I actually went and checked out one uh, a visual novel dating sim style game called Best Friends Forever, oh, right. which uh, yes. we had had a nice little chat with with the people there. That was really good. Um, but it's yeah, basically just a dating sim where everyone has has dogs. Um, and you can kind of like in between talking to everyone and, and finding love, you can sort of train your dog and stuff. And yeah, it was really mm. cute. Art was really, really nice. Yeah. And, and the, the dialogue by, um, was Starcult. Yeah. Starcult. Um, the dialogue was super well written and super funny. So I really enjoyed that as well. Um, I remember standing behind you. Sounds a bit creepy, but I was standing behind you when yeah. you were doing like the, um, I guess the, questionnaire thing at the start and oh, they were right. like yeah yeah and that was very well very very well done yeah 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 so i'm pretty pretty keen to check that one out um we also all all of us at one point or another checked out unpacking um which is another really cool kind but of none of played it, narrative focused game none of us played know. it i don't think we really <laughs> needed we, to we, I think we, we tried we tried it was all, that was it was yeah. it was a busy booth considering um, yeah, I nice think the problem see. with that, but just quickly on Best Friends well. Forever, that's actually scheduled for February 14 on uh, 2020 okay. next year Valentine's on, on PC. Um, yeah. Um, was well, also coming to Switch as well, which we talked about. Yeah, so. Um, mm. With the lady at the um, but Yeah, Unpacking, um, which is a game, I think, at Queensland. Queensland? Queensland. Yeah, Queensland. Uh, Queensland. Cool. <laughs> God. Uh which beam? Uh but yeah, that booth was mm. packed like Yeah, it was pumping. All day. And um yeah. I think the problem with that is cuz I think like we went up a few times to try and play it. But the and this is what one of the girls there said to me is that the demo's quite long. Um and they only had two stations because yeah. that was part yeah. of the indie yeah. showcase. So the I think the demo was like 15 minutes long or possibly yeah. even longer and um yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if if you were watching from from the uh, from the crowd, you could definitely get a feel for what it is. So basically, unpacking is because um, we thought it all is. I thought it was. I thought it was a multiplayer game where you sort of it's like the opposite of moving out, where you sort of once you've got all your stuff, you got to like moving move, out too. Uh, you got to un yeah, like un unpack together. But uh, oh, yeah. what it is, it's a it's a story. It's like a they describe it as like a Zen chill game um, where you uh, have a bunch of different rooms to unpack at different stages of a person's life. Um, yeah, and it's just about finding out about this person through, I think, through the items and stuff that you have to yeah, put away. Pretty much. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, it um, looks pretty cool. Yeah the the thing with the thing with that game is that it falls very much into the category of like stories that you couldn't possibly tell with another medium, which I yeah I really like the idea of that. And that's something yeah. that games should do more of, for sure. 
One of the games that I checked out that I, I actually quite liked was probably probably close to my... I mean, I have to have a proper think about it, but probably my indie standout for the um, for PAX was Wayward Strand. Yes. Uh, I, think oh, you, yeah. I, think, I think you joined me as I was playing this. Um, I was on, we were on the couch. Yep. Yeah, but I was the one on the casting couch, but I was the one actually playing. And yeah, Dylan, quick side note, Dylan full on just cut into that, that couch situation. He yeah, did sorry. too. Cause it, we were going to yeah. sit down next to each other. I think Kieran was keen. Yeah. Yeah, my Dylan bad. Was, my wasn't bad. even. Uh, he wasn't even there. We start to nah. sit down. Fucking comes and out he and, chewed <laughs> and then he chewed your ear off about dev stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, but, but then, come on, but that was it. that was some good dev nah, stories, mate. mate. Nah, mate, get out of it. No, nah, it's good. Dog bloke, mate. Dog mode. Dev, Dev Stranding. We worked on our own game. Yeah, we, we talked about our own um, AI concepts since while you were playing it. Yeah. Disgusting. And that lady had really <laughs> like big varicose veins. <laughs> In her legs, mate. Oh. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, I thought you were talking about the game. Come on, mate. Calling out one of the devs. Um, no, God, no. Come no, on, but th- that's made by a game called... I mean, by a game. By a dev team <laughs> called Ghost Pattern. They're actually Melbourne-based. Uh, and, yeah, so this game... Uh, similar, I guess, in a way to unpacking is it, it's, it looks quite chill and relaxing. Uh, you basically play as a teenage journalist who's visiting an airborne hospital where her mother works and you the game takes place over three days and you basically are, I think you're uh, writing a book or you're, or you're writing something about uh, the airborne ship or the hospital and you have to go around and basically chat to all the different patients there but the way that it works is that uh, it's all time relative so if it's say 11am uh, on the first day you go and chat to one patient, you know, you miss what's going on with the other patients, you know, and that's not something that you go and, you know, you don't, you don't just complete one conversation and then go on to the next sort of thing. It's, you know, it's all based on what time and in what and, and how you do that. So you might go do one thing but miss on a story from somebody else kind mm. of thing. Um, yeah, it, it looks very cool and the art style was super, super good as well. And I think they said, the lady when I was chatting to her, it'd be... About two hours to finish the game, but obviously it's, it's going like to have ninety minutes to two hours, I think. Yeah, so it's set in nineteen seventies Australia, which is quite cool. Uh, I bought Within this, yeah, yeah, this airship. So that was super good, and it's sort of like, um, I guess, yeah, I guess you'd say it's like point and click uh, type of game. So yeah, I'm I'm very keen for that. That was probably my game of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, really cool. in terms of the indies. Unfortunately, you, you didn't really get to see it, Karen, because you're having your ear chewed off. Yeah. What else do we hey, play? What else do we play after that? Uh, on the indies, uh, the other games I'll probably give a shout-out to. There's a few that you like, Dylan. One, one game called Blood Metal. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> My favourite. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that game was interesting. That that game certainly, um, yeah, had had potential maybe. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, oh, I mean, I do, I do think it it does have potential. It was just the like, the rough. It was rough build. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna. Short. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say questionable build. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the way he explained it was a a first person hotline Miami. Yeah. So it's like which well, sounds okay. great. Which which just sounds uh, completely awesome. And it actually like like when you say that, I mean, I watched it and I was like, what is going on? Like it, it actually does play like that. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, because you just run in and it's balls to the wall crazy the moment you open the door and get into an, a building and stuff like that. But I mean... And one, and one thing I will give them is the two devs there, like they were, like they were, they were clearly very, very young. So this, they hadn't been probably in the industry very long, but they were super enthusiastic about their game and... For sure, yeah. Which, you know, yeah, which was good because, you know, you don't want some... Because a couple of people that we spoke to, and I'm, obviously I, I won't name names, but they weren't as... You know when you go to sort of shows like this and I, I guess it sort of can weigh people down? Um, yeah. You know, mm. all the, but, um, you know, there were some people who weren't as enthusiastic about their own project, but these, these guys were pumped. You know, I think, like, you know, they were just pumped to be there. Yeah, and good. I mean, I, mean that, I had a lot of experiences with developers there that were very excited um mm. you know with what they were doing because i was i did spend a lot of my time chatting to devs both about you know the game as a whole but like the development process of it from like you yeah. know my programming background and a lot of like a lot of them were giving me really interesting you know like you know like really interesting answers to questions i was um giving them and stuff like that so it was um you know yeah great to see people you know really that enthralled and you know uh like you know interested in what they're doing and you know having to you know try and get people to like it and stuff like that yeah for sure the other um and this possibly might interest jordan do you like pixel art games jordan yeah it depends on the game but yeah for the most part so there's a there's like um there's a game that we played and we're actually going to be doing a made in australia feature on them January, I think maybe. I think we locked in January, maybe February. I should can't, can't. I think it was. I think it was now. January. Yeah, it's called Elden uh, Path of the F- Forgotten. I think it is. Uh, the business card I got here has only, only got Elden written on it, but it's it's made by one guy. It's made by uh, a well, a dev called One Rat Studios or Games. Sorry, a guy, a guy called Dylan Walker. Uh, he's actually signed to a Taiwanese or Tai. Oh. Well, one of those countries um, signed from a publisher from from there. I think it's I think it's Taiwan, but he did say Taipei, so now I can't remember if it was that. But it's yeah, I think it's 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 one of those two. Um, yeah, it's, which is quite cool. So it's been yeah, it's, I think it's got funding from film film Vic and that sort of stuff. And but yeah, it's it's good that you know devs like that are getting picked up by publishers. But yeah, it was it's basically a pixel art Lovecraftian Dark Souls. Fuck yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> and it was actually pretty cool. Like, I was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm here for the Lovecraft. You know, don't mind the pixel art. I'm here for the Dark Souls. But probably going to leave with the Dark Souls because I'm going to be absolutely trash at this game. But I was actually wasn't too mad. Um, yeah, so the way it, uh, it starts off with this cutscene and um, basically, I think he said someone's mother gets like sucked into like a black hole or something like that or some portal and then yeah you have to I saw that happen it looked really cool yeah you have to you have to go you know figure out what's going on and yeah that's about all the info that you're given which was confusing in that environment but um, I guess you know the more I sort of played it the more I kind of understood what was going on but yeah it definitely looked really cool it's coming out I think he said it's coming out in February next year Um, and the one thing that I enjoyed about chatting with him about and you were there when we were talking Kieran is that I asked him because he's doing it on consoles and PC all all at mm. once 
as opposed to a staggered launch, uh, like a lot of indies sort of do. Because um, they, they sort of... And he was like, in his own mind, you know, that's not a good move because you're limiting, I guess, the reach of your game and that sort of thing on, on, on day one. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, and a lot of indie devs, basically, they go one platform and then see how it goes and then, then, and then commit to, I guess, um, porting it to different platforms. But yeah, he, yeah, obviously confident enough in his game and the publisher that are, that are as well that they can bring it all to all platforms at, um, uh, on the day one. I'm going to see if I can find the actual mm. date. Um, for you, but yeah, I, I think I think you definitely like it if you, if you like pixel art games. Uh, hasn't been updated here, but he did say he did say to me while we're there it'll be in February. So, but yeah, it's called Elden Path of the Forgotten. Uh, it's a medieval eldritch fantasy game focusing on storytelling through non-traditional indirect methods like reading a book in a language you don't understand, but with pictures. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, anybody else got anything else they? Checked out on the indie floor. I know yep. that Dylan's got a got a few games. Um, I can I can just you know palm through a couple if you want yep. to just speed things yep. up. Um, so I, we mentioned it before, but um, Never Give Up was a game that you pointed um, me towards because it was a uh, difficult looking two uh, D platformer and um, probably arguably one of my favorite indie games of the show. Um, had had never heard of it um played through it it's it's like basically you know getting through different rooms um trying to you know progress to the end of these levels in a short period of time and it's like time based and stuff like that um trying to get high scores and stuff like that and um kind of reminded me of super meat boy in the sense you know that there's like drills everywhere and when you die your blood gets left behind and stuff like that from where you died and you know you kind of just try to perfect the pattern of how to progress through to the end of these levels and stuff so um, that was definitely something that, you know, I was like, when is this coming out? Only for the guy there to tell me it's been out since August. And I was like, well, that's interesting because I had never heard of it. But um, it's on Nintendo Switch and PC, so I'll probably try and get my hands on it on PC. Also played um, another platformer in, in Little Reaper, which I think you guys were there for, potentially. Yeah, uh, I was watching yeah, it over your yeah. shoulder. Yeah, I think, so I think that's one I pointed out again. I think I'm that two was for two. Uh, yeah, two for two on that one. Um, that's just like a two D, um, another two D side scrolling sort of platformer, but more of a collectathon. I think he said it was you know inspired by like the original Rayman and and other you know two D side scroller sort of sort of games. Um, definitely had like a you know game that you'd expect people to buy predominantly on Switch sort of vibe, very much like Nintendo inspired. It's not stuff coming like to that. Switch though. No, it is. I think I believe it was. No, not was on it? launch. I don't think. Not on launch. Yeah, correct. No, because because when I was chatting to one of the guys there, I think his name was Josh. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Josh. He he was saying it's yeah not coming because I was like this looks perfect for for Switch. I, I think can't yeah, remember like if, they were doing. I, yeah, I can't remember if he said it was was it wasn't on Switch straight away or the plan was to get play get it on PC first then release it on Switch. Maybe yeah, that so was maybe that was the one. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely something that would lend itself perfectly to the Switch, and I mean, it did have plenty of plenty of promise from what I did play. Um, so that's another one. Uh, Route Fifty Nine so Games. Sorry. Just to cut in, just just cut in very yep. quickly. Yep. So if you do want to check out Never Give Up, uh, mm-hmm. it's already on Steam now. It's fifteen dollars US, so whatever that converts to. Yep. Uh, it came out in August, I believe. Yep. Uh, it's by 
um, do you remember what the developers was called? Because there's a couple of different developers here. Tasselfoot and Massive Massive Monster are the developers. Massive Monster was Massive Monster was the booth. The and yeah, so um, Little Reaper Monster. is actually a game by Little Reaper Games. Um, I know they. Excuse me, I don't think that has a uh, an set date. Uh, no, just, yeah. just to clarify, but, but, the Australian price is twenty one fifty. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the guy I was chatting to um, did say that basically he, you know, the build that you were playing, uh, Dylan. Yeah. For Little Reaper, yeah, that's that's the finished build. It's, it's done. Like they were doing like very very minor uh, QA from that right. point. Okay. So they basically brought the full game to packs, but they time restricted it, so you couldn't just sit there and play the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is pretty cool. So it must be coming soon. But there's yeah, there's no real estate on the on the thing. But yeah. Carry on. Uh, uh so Route Fifty Nine Games were there. Shout out to Route Fifty Nine Games for uh um, Necro Barista, which is a game I've been following for a while. So that's a you know uh, I think it's like a coffee shop for the dead set in, in Carlton, which is pretty cool. Um yeah. it's kind of kind of a game where don't particularly know what's going on. It's kind of like a pseudo walking sim sort of thing. Um, but I mean, that's something that I think they're trying to keep, you know, close to their chest in terms of, you know, what it's about until it comes out. So that's another one. Um, the Starry Void, which is one of the first games I played um, on Friday morning. It's a weird sort of like puzzle game where you play as this like Wally looking uh, robot in space um spoke to the developer i think his name was evan uh, the studio director um he, he told me a lot of interesting stuff about it so i'll probably um have a chat to him again in the future or I'll write something something else up on it and lastly um they and i think you it may be even pointed me to this one as well but um i think it's pronounced a lurie oh yeah which was a, that's when i said that kieran should play yeah so it's vivink studios um it's an, it's basically you you play as a um a red like a little red panda and um i think but like the the, the short premise is that you know his, his parents or his or her parents go missing and um you basically set off to find them it it, it kind of looks like a, a like a ori game and um you know you just you go through these environments and um all the characters that like you're supposed to find throughout the levels are um based on endangered species in real life and i think one of the characters is like a little a little hopping mouse that's a ghost because that actual hopping mouse species is extinct and stuff like that so it's like cool stuff like that that they um were talking to me about um but that game was was beautiful and i saw someone um go past there later on on twitter and say that you know the team had run out of um business cards to give away so the the artist that was there was just like drawing up like little business cards on paper with the character on there so like like pretty cute stuff like that but um other than that that's that's pretty much my indie rap um cool there were a couple others but i can get into them maybe another time yep uh karen did you have any other indies you wanted to talk about uh i guess the one that i that we all played again was the brimstone brawls which was quite fun yeah, like that yeah. was quite fun. It's by um, it, was a, it was a lot of a lot of different mechanics to learn in that game. Yeah. So I think we just kind of fumbled our way through. But um, yeah, it was it sort of was like Hyper Jam, not eighties, mm. um, and probably not as fast. Very class based as yeah. well. Yeah, like every character was different, played different. Like not even 
like even standard methods of attacking were different depending on who you were. So that was that was interesting. Yeah, that was, I, I quite that was, like that. Yeah, that was a cool game. Um, Kieran um, Stockton and I played a game called Cybermonk. I know that he uh, he quite liked it. It was it was more of a um, logic kind of puzzle game. You had to sort of angle uh, lasers in to go into these into certain points of um, like your own goal almost if that's what it makes sense yeah you had to have it activated for a certain amount of time you yeah, say so we enjoyed that 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 was by um uh i don't remember the developer of that but yeah that, that was by then um another game called broken roads is the australian sort of uh, i don't know how to, how to explain it but yeah, that's a game called uh, by drop drop bear bites it's a, uh it's crpg set in australia yeah is that the one yeah yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why they didn't really have playable, but they but they had a big, relatively big, showing for it um, in terms of indies. Yeah, so that that was quite cool. Check out. Uh, yeah, anything else that yeah. you'd like? Just um, just quickly, I know we probably want to want to wrap up the indie talk, but um, I have to give a shout out to Necograms as well, which is uh, a, a mobile game where you it's basically like a sliding tile puzzle game with cats and cushions. Um, it's Perth super super well. cute. That sounds the amazing. Is adorable, and yeah, it's by it's by Hungry Sky, who are in uh, WA. I know I f- have a few of the the devs on social media and stuff, and they're all really cool people. So that's oh. going to be one to keep an eye out on as well. Cool. Um, we've also played Hot Brass and Kieran Murder. Sucked at. <laughs> we did I suck. Murdered, at. We were terrible. I murdered Zach. Did. The, like um, the we were chatting to to Amy. Um, from Shout out to Amy. Double jump. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. she was there working um, for the. She was there representing the, representing Hot Brass. Um, and the yeah. very first thing she said to us is, "This is a game where you don't want to kill everyone. That's the bad way to play it." <laughs> and then the first thing that happened is we killed a dude, and then I killed Zach, and that was <laughs> we just pretty much put our headsets and controllers down and walked away and just, after that yeah walk of shame <laughs> after that um because i yeah I, I thought it's sort of like a hotline miami uh with icons but you play as police and you, you gotta like arrest people and yeah you know, yeah it's, a, sort it's of a very like, like a minimalist minimalist look where yeah. instead of like characters everyone's just an icon and the icon mm. can show you all the information you need to know about like the state of that character whether they're gonna be hostile yeah. or what weapons they're carrying all that kind of stuff which is i think yeah. is really cool yeah well there were, there were like three classes of enemies pretty much there was aggressive moderate and you know kind of you know they're going to surrender sort of thing uh and we walked in and you had to do like all the, in the tutorial you could like uh, you would do like the negotiation training and stuff and how to subdue um the enemies yeah so we walked in and there's a guy who's like moderate who he, he like might attack but if you talk him down you can you can you can probably um, arrest him, and then he just starts shooting. And I thought Kieran was shooting him, so then I started shooting the guy, and then Kieran en- ended up shooting me. It was uh, <laughs> it was good. It was, it was a good, good time. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, I don't think we have any other news to shout out. Shout out to Big Mike Blackley at uh, Dead Strike Drive again, and the team there at um, Team Fan Club. Um, it's good to see them. Uh, yeah, caught up with. Andrew uh, from Juicy Cupcake and Brief Battles. Had a bit of a chat with him. Uh, they got some cool stuff in the works. Uh, yeah, so that's about indies. Um, anything else you want to talk about from PAX? I know that Dylan will briefly talk about Doom for like 30 seconds. 
Um, but I'm not sure if there's anything else you want to talk about. Uh, not for myself personally. Okay. Oh, Kieran, you yeah. went and, do you want to talk about Avengers? Um, I yeah, I can. Um, that's probably like one of the I guess one of the highlights from from my PAX trip, which is surprising considering that I wasn't like honestly wasn't overly hyped for the Avengers game going in. Um, but we had the opportunity to talk to uh, Scott Amos, as his name is correctly pronounced. Um, who is the head of the studio at, at Crystal Dynamics, who are the, the studio working on, on Marvel's Avengers. So that was like a, an opportunity that we didn't want to pass up, obviously. Um, and actually came out of that really, really happy with what, what went down. Basically, uh, what I thought was going to be, a, you know, a question and answer interview turned into me walking into the room and Scott being like, all right, so we know that people have tons and tons of questions about this game because we haven't really explained properly how you actually play it, what it is. Here's all the info. And basically just went through like all these slides of like, this is what the game's like. This is how everything works. This is the story. These are the mechanics. And it was really cool to just like, you know, see that they kind of saw where they failed in, in explaining the game and just went, here's, here's what you need to know. Um, and then I, I got to play a little bit of, of the character that they recently announced, Kamala Khan or, or Miss Marvel, who is actually going to be the game's main character, um, which is, is really nice. Um, and yeah, they had like a little pre-prepared demo where you basically just got to grips with her, her movesets and stuff and fought against some waves of enemies. And, uh, she was a lot of fun to play as, uh, her power is basically to, as they're putting it in a Simpsons reference in Biggin, um, so she can stretch her, you know, limbs and grow three times her size and stuff and just smack the shit out of everyone. So that was that was a lot of fun. I really like that. So based on uh, you know, so before you went into that interview, mm. were you going to buy Marvel's Avengers? Uh probably not. I was now curious, that you've been but done this, are you gonna play it mm. at least? I think I wanna play it, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely do. It's cool. like it feels really really fun to play um and they're doing a lot of cool stuff and uh, uh you'll see it pop up on the website definitely before this podcast comes out but um their approach to to microtransactions is somewhat refreshing as well because it seems like they're they've kind of resigned to the fact that they need microtransactions in there because it's going to be a live service game and they want to keep it afloat obviously but they're um they're very very strictly not letting it interfere with the the game itself which is nice jordan jordan's um, upset jordan <laughs> <laughs> wants more microtransactions exactly battlefront uh, 2 was yeah. the perfect game <laughs> that's the start of the podcast mate that is <laughs> um, oh yeah cut that one yeah please yeah sick nice. also would like to highlight me and kieran spoke to the media molecule guys as well Oh which yeah, was, we did. Which, which was good fun. A nice little catch up about um how how everything has gone since the last time we spoke to them at last packs. So that was a good little talk. With, with uh, so if you if you're not aware, Media Molecule do dreams, dreams. The PS4 yeah, uh, games creation game. Sorry, game creation, uh, video game. I guess. Mm. Yeah. the The big takeaway from that was basically that I know one of the things they talked about when we were there last year was they wanted to cultivate a really, really positive community and they wanted to see people kind of 
branching out into different aspects of making games and dreams and sort of focus on those and all that kind of stuff and one of the first things we asked is, is is did that happen is that the way it went now that the game's been in early access for about six months and they were like yeah like even more so than they originally thought so that's really cool yeah, if you if you have checked out the website or the Facebook or anything in the last couple of days, um, today, sorry, we actually published a little news piece that someone had made Metal Gear Solid uh, with the goose from Untitled Goose Game. So instead of Solid Snake, you've got the goose in dreams. Solid goose. It looks Best like, game going. It looks incredible. Like the stuff that you can make in that game, that. in dreams, that is, um, is just... I mean, I've definitely not got enough time or creativity to sort of, <laughs> or like patience to sort of make that. But some stuff that they're doing is just out of this world. Yeah, um, which is cool. Uh, so, did you, um, did you find out when? Or sorry, has it been told? Has it has it been told? Has it been revealed when they're actually when the game's coming out of early access? No. No. Nah. No, okay. I did. I did attempt to ask, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. Shut, they shut. They shut. They shut us down straight up. <laughs> did you ask for the VR stuff again? No, no. Okay, I didn't. I feel like no. I would have got the same answer. Yeah, fair. Uh, you also had a quick chat with um, the guy John Mamus. Mamus. John. Uh, yeah, I got his the name Mamus. wrong there. Yeah, Mamus. the he's the. Fuck, it's terrible pre-planning here, but he's, he's the, the head main of studio from, at um yeah, City Project. City Project Crackle. Red. Krakow. 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 What'd you think? Uh, how'd that go? That was a... Yeah. Because you didn't get any yeah, was... hands-on gameplay, did you? No, not with that one, unfortunately. That was yeah. a that was an interesting Bastards. interview as well. It was quite it was quite candid. And um, props to John. He was obviously hot off the jet lag and on the on the PAX wagon. So he was he was feeling it. Um, yeah, well, I think we did that on a... Sunday. And yeah, was, he'd, been, Sunday, he'd done two so... days... Two full days of interviews, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was good. He was he was kind of really candid, and we chatted a lot about uh, the industry and and what it's like in Poland being a game developer and stuff. Because he's originally from the US and he's been there for nine years making games. Um, right. And we spoke a little bit about you know cyberpunk, obviously, because um, that's what we were there for. Not too much about game mechanics, but just about you know the game development stuff in general. Um, yeah, it was a good chat. So cool. interesting to see. I haven't actually had a chance to listen back to what I recorded and, and transcribe it or anything, but interested to see what I get out of that. All right, we're p- pushing a fair fair time here. So George, uh, John, Dylan, give us a quick Doom quick summer. wrap up of uh, of Doom of Doom Eternal because we uh, KS you and I played it and my game crashed. Yep. Um, and then I stuffed up the bloody continue game, so I'm out. Yep. So you're up. Uh, so to, to cut it simply, um, game felt really good. You could tell like it was you know close to coming out. You know, obviously they delayed it to I think like March I think next year or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, really good. Um, just an, basically an extension of what um, the 2016 release was. Having played it this year, it's quite quite fresh for me. So you know they added a whole bunch of. Um, new weapons and stuff like that and um yeah just just good fun mate loved it on the pc um you struggled to do a little bit i saw a lady help you out at one point but you know it was no it was the guy the lady oh, came over you out. gave you the yeah, t-shirt yeah um because i couldn't um i couldn't, couldn't do the do wall the, jump bit yeah that part 
that bit was kind of hard. That was like the game journalism killer. That was like the one that like that was the one that like picks you out of the pack. And I saw you start fucking up, and I was like, oh no, we're gonna get, we're gonna get kicked out. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah so good. we we pl- if you remember, I don't remember. I think it was E three, but we played that basically the the demo that they showed at E three. I think it was E three where he basically um, the Doom guy walks through the lobby or or the you know the little terminal thing there, and he pulls the guy's neck over with the key card on it. Yeah, and you know, opens the door and goes off and smashes a bunch of demons. Um, but it was it was a fair amount of the game that, that was available to you. Like it was mm. it was it was a time demo, but there was like a, a lot. Like yeah, because then you get because yeah, and then and then you got fast forwarded uh, further in the game a bit. Cool. Yeah. Um, you're keen for that? Very keen. Yes. Sweet. Very nice. Uh, I reckon I'll check it out. Probably won't won't play it until 2023, but mm. whatever. Um, On PS5. Before we wrap up packs we'll just give a quick shout out to i guess everyone that we met on the weekend and we uh caught up with big lucky robbo big fan of ours so shout out to big lucky robbo it was good to finally meet you i know that you'd met kieran that before um so that was good and some a couple of his mates as well and some other people that we uh met there as well it was good to see everybody if you're listening thanks for coming up and saying hi and I guess to every, um, I guess all the publishers that sorted us out with those interviews and stuff, thanks for doing that. Let's quickly go over some news, super quickly, um, and then we'll wrap it up and we'll yep. go home. Sweet. Uh, first off, the first car off the rank, uh, Death Stranding, the embargo is going to be a week before the game comes out. So the game launches on November the 8th. Uh, embargo is. Uh, November 1 but in Australian time it's November 2 like 2am or something like that 6am or something Um, so you'll have a a full week of reviews before the game comes out Uh, we unfortunately won't be reviewing it uh, at at least not uh, early doors anyway Uh, and also the file size of the game so someone some eagle eye uh, reset error member spotted the um, the game's uh, hard drive requirements and it's going to be about 55 gigs and not including uh, day one patch there so yeah look out for reviews which is pretty early uh, which means I guess Sony are pretty confident that it's going to be well received other news uh, Payday 3 uh, this is I know this is probably not no one here really cares uh, but I'm a, I'm a huge Payday fan and uh, Starbreeze have been in trouble as we all know financially and stuff and the only I guess real, real money maker they still have is the Payday 2 uh, game that still cashes in on Steam I think um Payday 3, they've announced that it will launch, release sometime in 2022 between, or, or 2023, 2023, sorry, um, which is a long way away. I wasn't, yeah, like that's... I guess it's kind of just assurance that it's going to come out at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah. that's that's if the company even lasts that long, mate. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> exactly. So that'll be a bit of a battle. Not if you keep talking um, about them. Yeah, but I'm keen to hopefully play that and hopefully it's better than... The other games they've put out since Payday 2, and hopefully they don't bloody ream console players again. Other news: uh, they announced the Postal 4. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll let Kieran talk about this one very quickly. I um I probably like I haven't even looked at this yet, to be honest. Like like trailers or gameplay or whatever. But yeah, they they surprise announced a fourth Postal game, uh, and it's in early access now on PC. And I just don't understand if you've ever seen any of the postal games in the past, they are just like 
early era gross out humor you know needlessly violent just shoddily put together games that i can only imagine like gamergate as being the most likely audience really um i don't know i just don't know why this needed to happen in 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 2019 or why they think that it's gonna appeal to anyone it kind of um, just looks like a garbage truck on fire to be honest yeah it really That's does pretty much what it is yeah <laughs> i just yeah it I, it's not an, the announcement i expected to see today of anything but um it exists now so there you go i can't i i can't believe there's gonna be four of them <laughs> yeah it just doesn't make yeah. sense yeah no it doesn't yeah uh, yeah. Jordan, you want to quickly go over these couple of pieces about Bloodborne and Halo? Yeah, so there was just uh, a quick interview that uh, from Software direct, uh, the director of uh, the Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, Hidetaka Miyazaki. Uh, he did an interview with GameSpot Brazil, and it was translated. And it basically just goes on to say, uh, even though he enjoyed making all of the games that he has. Uh, he enjoyed making Bloodborne the most and is the one that stayed with him the most. So it's just a nice sentiment because it's, you know, the best game. But, um, yeah. Do, do you think nice we'll see, see a sequel ever? Um, I do, but I don't think it'll be from Miyazaki. I feel like Sony will push for it and the guys that made Dark Souls 2 will make a Bloodborne 2. I reckon uh, it'll be Lords of the Fallen guys, Deck 13. What a game. <laughs> oh, they don't even do the sequel too. anymore. Someone else is doing the sequel for Laws of the Fallen. No, well, they, well, yeah, well, they're not even, well, they, yeah, well, they did it with, with uh, my mates, CI Games, and they have the rights to the sequel, and then they did Defiant, whoever they are, and, and they booted them off. Uh, cool, the last bit of news you got here is Halo, Halo news. Yeah, so basically uh, it came out that the original Halo Infinite director, Tim Longo, left the company two months ago, and then his replacement, Mary Olsen, actually left the company fairly recently, and people were kind of worried that uh, this is going to be a really bad sign for the game, but the community manager has come out and basically said, you know, um, the choice for those two people leaving kind of had nothing to do with the game, they just felt it was time for them to move on, uh, and outside of that you know the game should be unaffected by all these uh changes which i find interesting because a director is a pretty uh, sorry uh, yeah a director is a pretty big role to fill and having that drop out during development it's is, damage control yeah i mean hopefully it's, it's putting it like <laughs> anthem but you know halo flight wasn't very good so it's putting yeah, band-aids yeah. over the cracks yeah very nice are you still going to buy Halo on launch? Probably. What if CR Games made it? <laughs> Definitely then. Awesome. That's the spirit. Love that. Can't, can't wait for Halo contracts. Oh, how good. How good. Actually, I'd, I'd play that. Sniper Halo Warriors contracts. I'd definitely get around that. Um, cool. That's all, all we probably got for this week. I don't think we've got any time. I think we did a little, little bit of off topic at the at the beginning there with uh, the John Wick trilogy and... The salami fest, but um, <laughs> very good, very good indeed. Uh, uh, Dylan, unless just quickly, yes, yes. What was we uh, between the between the four of us? We consumed a lot of beer over the weekend. 
Yes. What was your What was your favorite? Favorite beer. Oh yes. Miller's uh, genuine draft. Um, oh, I love that. No. Um, <laughs> oh, you are uh, oh, right. On my heart I don't know. Right I honestly don't know. I I drank a lot of random Gosh. XPAs. Um, yeah, probably yeah. all the all the random drinks I had at at, at Kosh. Or the the profit the whatever house they were called, mate. I can't remember. It's too 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 maggot. But um, no, nah, mate. I'll I'll lock in uh, Mueller's genuine draft as a joke, just to keep Zach happy, so right, that I can on, stay at his house again. Mate, love Miller. Uh, oh yeah, so Dylan, you like working out, don't you? Like going to the gym? Yeah, but I'm basically pregnant with beer at the moment, so it's kind of hard. Well, I've got an anime for you to watch. It's called How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift. Oh my god, it's great show. good. Do it. How good is it? <laughs> so good. All right. Link me when um, the podcast ends and I'll, I'll, I'll e- get to it. Easy as. All right. Lovely. All right. Thank you for listening this week. Hopefully you enjoyed our PAX waffle uh, and check out some of the right. cool indie games. I'll probably link some of them in the episode uh, article if you do want to check them out and we'll have content up going over the next week and a bit uh, for PAX and the other items that we checked out so thank you for listening if you want to and when you do want to win and fuck, fuck that big time uh to check out all the cool stuff that we're going to be doing go to www.well-played.com.au you can find out all the cool packs details there we'll have some stuff going up it'll be a good time for everybody and we'll see you next week all right how good a meal is how good